Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. That was a video. Yeah, let me see. Remember Bass Hunter? Bass Hunter? This week, Livia La Vida Loca as Celtic smash four past three siders. Will we be singing in the rain this Thursday as we have a chance to go through top of the Europa League group? All this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Pins. The international break is over and 20 minute Tims are back and as usual I am joined by Melly Yes And Stephen What's happening folks? And I am your erstwhile host Is that the word erstwhile? That former Does it? <laughs> <laughs> is that what that means? Yes it does Oh it does it Well I'm Jamie and I'm, the cur- I'm, I'm still, still the current host trying to use big words that I don't know the meaning of um, how, how did you enjoy the international break lads? Was it terrific or terrible? Uh, it it kind of washes over me now I don't really get too annoyed about it Main, mainly because we get a day off for once, basically. Yes. Um, but uh, I don't think it was too bad. I think Mel and I got together to talk uh, about the Livingston game in advance. We did a wee Patreon preview right. for it. Uh, and we were talking about how it does make a difference if Scotland aren't just abjectly pish during it. it doesn't. It's yeah. not quite as much of a downer. We're not the greatest international fans, as we've discussed before. But it, is, it does feel better if Scotland aren't dreadful. Yeah, you, get, you don't get a usual sports sound where they batter over everything <laughs> and go back to grassroots and uh, reserve football and all that. Two wins, job done, on to the playoffs now. And Celtic players look good playing for Scotland yes, as well. Yeah. So. Uh, Scotland might find themselves in the Euros by hook or by crook, um, Russian crooks, yeah. because I was reading today that... Um, USADA or WADA, whatever the, the World Anti-Doping Agency One of the WADA, ADAS, yes. One of the ADAS has recommended that Russia basically be expelled from sport. <laughs> so uh, there's talk that if Russia get expelled from Euros, then Scotland might end Let up taking that place. Let yes. football win. It's one of those again. It's one of those again. Uh, that was obviously on the Patreon, the preview on the Patreon. We also had Melee at the match, but that wasn't your first trip to Celtic Park. Uh, on that national break, Melee, you were there doing the sleep out, um, raising some money for charity. How was it? Did you see any Celtic YouTube celebrities? Did you get <laughs> easy now? Did you get a good night's sleep? And is the accent real? <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, it was good fun. Met Ryan and Rachel, a couple of patrons there. We done it. The three of us done it. We a good fun. Like they gave you tea, coffee, all that sort of thing. Uh, Bovro and then Sutton McNamara and and Simon Donnelly came down to wish everybody well. George McCluskey as well. He George was, was in there yeah. before as well as a guy from the Invisibles explaining what they do to help out uh, homeless people. Uh, so it was all fun and games. You get to walk about Celtic Park. You get to go in. The so home. did they give you like the tour before it? Not well, you, go, really. you go upstairs to the, the Jockstein Lounge, you get sat about, and then you go downstairs and you get to walk about there. The away dressing room and the home dressing room. And around the tunnel and the dugouts and all that, then you slept behind the goal at the Celtic end. But when you get to the sleeping part, it is no fun whatsoever. Mm. I it, was thinking about you that night as I was cosy in my bed. I was, <laughs> Thank you. It was because it must have been absolutely Baltic. Oh, it was horrible. They give you a mat, and I had a duvet and a sleeping bag, but I had all sorts of clothes on, and I think it might have got to zero degrees and. You get maybe a couple of hours sleep, then I woke up and I just couldn't get back over. I, I don't know how people do that every single night. It's yeah. absolutely horrendous that people have to do it in this day and age. And the next night, somebody died in Glasgow, sleeping rough. So hopefully they can start to eradicate it and do something about it because it was one of the worst horrendous 
experiences of my life, to be honest. <laughs> and it's things like that that yeah. go, go a small waste, even to sort of. Yeah, I, I think, it, or just on the temperature, that weekend it was like famously very, very cold. Did it not touch like minus three and yeah, stuff and the over the weekend? Yeah, it was absolutely dreadful. But well well done. Uh, hats off to you. Absolutely yes. fair dues for enduring that and everyone who turned up to that because it's for an extremely good cause, as Melly's just been describing there. Yeah. yeah, thanks to a lot of people for their generosity. A lot of good money raised, and you can still donate until Friday. So, still yeah, tiny. I'll I'll put the details out on the description of this podcast later on just so everyone knows where to look so let's get down to business yeah as they as they say uh, Celtic Ode as Eminem once said uh, it, it, <laughs> yeah. good song yeah. that, like that. Um, Celtic Ode Livingston uh, a bloody nose we haven't lost a game since they took pointers yeah. points off his last time and when Lyndon Dykes made his name he's going to be dining off of that for a long <laughs> yeah. long time still dining off it this weekend I can see Um Celtic v Livingston, Melly, you were at it for yes. Melly the match. You were at it for your own enjoyment. How did you enjoy it? Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. It's great to be back. We changed the scenery. It was over on the opposite stand yeah. this time as well. Were so you in Rod Schultz's seat? No, not quite, not quite. <laughs> Switched up, so it was good seeing it from a different perspective, but different perspective, same result. The Celts went out and absolutely battered them, and it just begs the question, how did we beat off them? Because... They yeah. were woeful, but Celtic made them look really woeful. Celtic were brilliant. Well, it was it was very enjoyable, and obviously with that one glaring blip in the season so far, domestically anyway, obviously yeah. not mentioning clues here, but uh, Livingston is the only defeat of the domestic season so far. You would go into such a game thinking, right, revenge is on the mind, but it, it, you can't really go in thinking like that. It's, it's about cool heads here. You worry about you know the, the team being too emotional about it. Guys like Neil Lennon, who... If reports are to be believed, he's off firing brimstone, just kind of control his temper and all that, getting people by the throat and all that kind of thing. He might just lose a rag, get revenge. Uh, guys like Julian, who's a very emotional footballer, and I don't mean he's like he's like soft and stars green. I just mean he's he wears his heart on his sleeve, and it yes. would be easier for him to get carried up in the I need to get us back because he apologised for his performance in the last game against Livingston. It'd be easy for him to get a wee bit too carried away trying to win his personal battle with Lyndon Dykes. So the best advice. Lennon I'm sure would have given him would be just mate, just go out and do your job yep. just go to your work you're the better footballer you're going to come out on top of this don't get, don't worry about it he's a lot of things went into the last game as Melly and I discussed on the, the preview we did Ryan Christie being sent off early certainly didn't help things the change in formation but it was just it was one of those days there was a lot of poor performances and Lyndon Dykes we, Celtic managed to make him look like peak Diego Costa <laughs> whereas on Saturday there it was peak Kevin Kyle <laughs> uh, it, it was much better This the first half uh, I thought was excellent uh, even though the, most yeah. of the goals were in the second half I thought the football was excellent it took a wee while to get going in the second half but I thought it was overall very encouraging performance there was a lot of talk before the game about what Celtic's right hand options would be we were talking about mm-hmm. it on the Discord a lot of people saying you know Game's coming up. Maybe you want to play Bauer to get him match ready. Yeah. Other people saying, like, Frimpong's on fire at the moment. You just play him. I was kind of in the camp that Frimpong is probably the best right back at the club for me at the moment. He's <laughs> certainly. Yeah. He's certainly. Start a wee chant there. Frimpong's on fire. <laughs> 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 Your full backs are terrified. Um, I think uh, he's definitely in the best form. Hmm. Bauer looks to me like a guy that doesn't really have many problems keeping fit and any time he's come into the side without a run of games he's done no bad so problems with his fashion though but we'll yeah we can, we can talk we can talk a wee bit about that absolutely horrendous um, so for me it was always going to be Frimpong were you surprised Melly to see him start or did you want Bauer in? Uh, no I think it was the right decision as you say the guy is on fire he's flying the now it's a home game he's got the big pitch to go on and Bauer I could see the point maybe giving him some game time but at the end of the day Frimpong deserves to keep his place yeah. and if Bauer get injured we'll be struggling for Thursday night so it was best to play Frimpong and boy did he repay Lennon what a signing what a signing unbelievable the Frimpong human highlight really absolutely <laughs> fantastic what a player he is um, I'm, I'm going to make my maybe my first outrageous comparison of the season oh, and it's not go. it's not necessarily a light in terms of how it is as a player but Don't I think compare it with me Gamby no 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 god no <laughs> um, I, w- I wouldn't dare but I think in terms of what a signing that's going to be 
uh, rule out Edward because he was very expensive in Celtic terms. He was well, he Celtic's record signing, but he could go on to be like a Musa Dembele level signing for yeah. for Celtic in terms of that cross border thing where you got him for absolute peanuts. I read something it was like three hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, some of that, like whatever it is, it was it was nothing really. If it was anything under ten million, <laughs> then, then we've absolutely done Man City there. Um, I, just what a player! Just he's the an all round right back already. Uh, you still get the. Questions out there about, aye, but he's not been tested defensively. I, I'm struggling to buy that now because what would represent a test? Because he's past people mean Rangers, don't they? Uh, well, really, we we spend all our time talking about how Ryan Kent is dead overrated and all that. So are we really going to say, aye, but he's got to play against Ryan Kent to be considered a really good defender? And if you if we're talking about Europe, obviously he's not been able to play in Europe yet. But if he goes out against like. PSG or Bayern Munich and gets a bit of a torrid time. What does is that going to? All that's going to prove is he's not Danny Alves yet. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I've got no concerns over his of his defensive abilities. He, he tends to win most things he's involved in. His recovery runs when people try to yeah. run past him are, are like a hundred percent so far. Um, he's very strong as well because he's started to become one of those players that is just constantly filled. Yeah. There are people always pulling his jersey or like try to pull his shoulder back as he's pulling away from them, and he always just shrugs it off and gets on with it. So I'm absolutely cock a hoop. It's a phrase I use quite a lot on here, but I'm delighted with uh, Frimpong's performances. On the other side, there was a lot of talk. Greg Taylor um, played well for Scotland uh, when the international break was on. It was always going to be Johnny Hayes on the left-hand yeah. side, wasn't it? He's Neil Lennon's guy. Um, I think we've probably discussed that one to death, though. Yeah, uh, Johnny Hayes was, was fine again. Um, I, I understood his inclusion. I, I would have been tempted to go with Taylor because he was good for Scotland. Yep. He was he was heavily involved. And, uh, assists. Yeah, as we, as we talk about, it's, it's a difficult time to be a, a young left-back at the Scotland International yeah. because that, that is a very difficult route to the team. It's the most difficult route to the team. Um, all he can do is go in and impress and he did that so I would have been tempted to play him but I still understood why Johnny Hayes played I don't understand why he played for so long though because he was clearly very very injured from about 10 minutes in Mm. and he came out after half time I didn't understand that either because he was really struggling. He was basically carrying his left arm around with him, like almost, <laughs> almost in a sling. So I don't really understand why the change didn't happen at half time and he was given an extra five minutes. Didn't, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I just, I, I'm not really sure why it happened. Probably didn't want to come off, did he? He's, yeah, yeah, well, he's yeah. got his place and he doesn't want to give it up too easily. He was just struggling so badly, yeah. though. He, every time he hit the deck, which was often because he's all action, Johnny Hayes, he was on the ground and he's obviously struggling on that shoulder. At one point, he ran into the boards as well and came away again like with a, his shoulder tucked in to his, his waist. So it was obviously very painful. But, <laughs> and I think Lennon said it's hopefully only a muscle injury, in which case he'll be back training in a week or so. But... It, it looked, it looked a bad one. The rest of the team was made up with Brown, McGregor, Forrest, Roderick, Christian, Edward. Um, you guys kind of had a bit of a chat about how Celtic might line up for this game on the Patreon preview. Almost spot on with it. Yeah, it was just that doubt on the left hand side because El Yunusi came back injured. I think he'll be back training by the end of the week. Lennon said yeah, today, that's so right. shouldn't be too bad. Hopefully, he makes the Ross County game. But it was the same as Scotland. Scotland lined up with Forrest on the left and Christie on the right, and then. The the three in behind so Rogic slotted in that number 10 role and it worked well for Scotland and again it worked well for Celtic it's not the best position for these two players but it, they worked seamlessly in there and yeah. when Greg Taylor did come on him and Forrest had worked down that left hand side for Scotland in the previous two games they just done it again to great effect yeah it's what we, we suggested on the on the preview as you said Jimmy and it's we, we thought about that and we sort of acknowledged that it's not either player's best position but you don't have any worries about either of them there yeah. it's not as if they're playing like wildly out of position where they're, they're a liability yeah. you know Forrest is not a liability on the left he's just not maybe just 95% as effective as he is on the right and I mean he's got oh, two goals the only thing we got wrong was that we'd predicted and Cham would come in um, to, in that midfield reshuffle to move those two about and really it was Tom Rogic no no qualms about that that was no questions it's good seeing Rogic Christie McGregor all on the pitch yeah. at the one time because we've not really had that since remember last year with that good yeah. bit of form we hit so it was good to see them back on the pitch at the one time but there wasn't really any any disappointments in the Celtic team everybody no. was fine and another thing we spoke about was 
the midfield will play a big part because it will be Ayer and Julian up against Dykes and then Scott Brown will sit in front of that and protect them and the battle Scott Brown had with Dykes was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, see, on Dykes, right, we gave him a lot of credit on the preview we did by saying like, he's, he's not the greatest player in the world, obviously, but he did have a good game against Celtic. It's undeniable. There's no yeah. no sense in being, being a big wane about it. He, he did have a good game, but <laughs> we did have a laugh about how all the chat was how we need to get him signed up for Scotland, we need to give him international uh, recognition right now, get him capped. Not a single word about it since. Um, Except from him. He's, he's came out in the press this week and said he's ready to commit to oh, Scotland. Really? Are, are, you, are you London terrific? That's great. But on his performance, again, he was we suggested, predicted he was going to be bustling, I believe the word was going to be used, uh, and that's exactly what he was. But see, if a Celtic player played like that, They'd have been booked long before oh, he would have oh, been. Yeah. Look, imagine, imagine. I know it's almost unimaginable, but Odson Edward goes into an away game and plays like that. He's just running into people. He's tugging people from the back. He's tripping folk up. He's he's barging in. But in the last five, you do, no, you, you've I, made a great point there because yeah. you would not see that. That would not last five minutes no, for a Celtic no, player, no. and it didn't because Ren Bio off son. Yeah, but Celtic started really well had a, a big chance after about five minutes Ryan Christie playing on his unfamiliar right hand side cut in and unleashed a pile driver from about 20 yards which went out for a throw in <laughs> cut, <laughs> cut straight across the face of goal and rolled out the other side absolutely brilliant Celtic's first goal um, played it out for the back more or less played ourselves mm. out of trouble right yeah. to the back Tom Rodgick with a delicious melee, if you would call it, little clipped ball. I thought the defender was a bit unlucky not to get his foot to it, but Tom Rodgick does it. And then Edward, see, this is what I was saying on Twitter, see Edward coming in from that sort of, what is it, it's kind of like 8 to 12 yards out on the left-hand side, bearing down on the keeper. He's one. He's he just finishes those chances ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Yeah. But but two is he's terrific at creating those chances for himself, getting the ball into that area, playing his own strengths. It was it was it was playing out from the back, but it was very different from last year. I don't think we scored this goal last year. Fraser Foster picks up and plays a quick kick right into the middle. Tom Rogic picks up and puts through Edward right peg. By you're, you're actually right doing Edward with this service here because it was Edward that won the ball from. Uh, from f- he came in, claimed Forster's kick, laid it off to Forrest, who played it out to Rogic, and then Edward continued his run. Rogic just chips it right over. It was some good play, and as you say, when he goes through like that, he is the ice man. But he did miss one a couple of minutes later, which I was shocked to. I can't. He's rare, rare seen him miss a one-on-one, but this one was brilliant. We've seen him come in there and take it on the right foot, but he just waits till the keeper sets himself, goes down, and just sort of lifts it with a wee dink over him. Never in doubt from the big man, and once no, that no. goal goes in, it's a Celtic's game then, isn't it? Because Livingston have to come out, they have to try and come at us, and there was no chance it was ever going to happen. They haven't won in five games. Well, they yeah, won since they beat us, in fact. So. That's Celtic's first goal against Livingston since August 2018. First goal from open play for quite a long time as well, because Cham was the last scorer in that game with a penalty. Do you know who the last person to score against Livingston from open play before Edward did? Oh, oh George, George. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George McCluskey we've already mentioned there now it was uh, Odds on Edward yeah. oh big man <laughs> yeah, that was a game that previous game uh, Tom Rogic was dancing uh, mm. the first game of the yeah. season and he was decent in the first half again today look we got that could have had a goal yeah, he could have yeah. had a goal in fact he should have had a goal because uh, we Frimpy uh, set oh. him up an absolute belter we're one of those I mean it's hard to look back on this game and pick out specific runs from Frimpong because he did it all day long he oh, must have had yeah. I'm not looking at the stats I don't have them to hand but I reckon I'm not good at these things but I reckon he had 1,000 runs in behind the left back it's, you can see Frimpong growing in confidence with every yeah. game was you know that towards the end of this game he was just taking on that left back at will just knocking the ball and just running past him they were going shoulder to shoulder but he still couldn't even get close to the no. ball in Frimpong cutting it back cutting it back chipping it in crossing it in um, as Scott Brown said, is shooting is pathetic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> coming from Scott Brown. I know, big for Scott Brown. <laughs> three, three goals in about two years, and suddenly he's Roberto Carlos. Scott like, Brown, yeah, three goals in four games, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, this, okay. this could be his. Uh, this must be must be Scott Brown's high score in season for us. Well, he's oh. only got three, um, and his. Top eight in a season? Well, his best is seven. seven. Best seven, and it's ten years ago, 2008, <laughs> 2009. But in fairness, that season, which is his best ever, it took him 30 games to score four. This season, he's got three and 27. So, so it's good. It's looking good for he's him. Oh, he's on to yeah. beat it. 
The Frimpong was absolutely sensational, as you say. The their left back was the Aaron Taylor Sinclair. I think he's originally a right back, so maybe mm. found that a bit difficult on his weaker foot. But it's, it's not exactly skill that the guy's got. He is skillful, but it's just pure pace and the way he drops the shoulder and just yeah. goes past the defenders. They don't have a clue how to yeah. deal with it because he can go inside. He feints to go inside, then goes on the outside. Time and time again, he just got past them. And he's got that presence of mind to have a look up. And the chance he set for Rogic, if Rogic just, it was always rising the whole way. If it had, had they just been able to keep it down, it would have been a great goal. Oh, wait, here it comes, actually. Most ridiculous comparison so far. Just see when you say that about Frimpong, about how he beats players. It actually reminds me a wee bit of Pogba in that sense, right? Pogba is a player I struggle with. I think everyone does. I think everyone wants him to be better than the other. Graham But um, what I do enjoy about Pogba is, especially during the World Cup that they won, he's able to beat players without touching the yeah, ball. It's just, yeah, it's like he uses the path of the ball to just sort of swivel his hips and then move the player out of the way to go past and Frimpong's quite good at that as well another thing that I've noticed Frimpong's quite good at is he's like a wee guy playing football he's like <laughs> a wee energetic much. guy like when you're, he's got so much enthusiasm and energy for the game but he does that thing where he's obviously builds his game around that, that, that burst of pace he's got because he moves left right left right doesn't touch the ball as you say but he's, he's so great at spotting when the defender's off balance. Yeah, as yeah. soon as right. that guy's off balance, he's like... The best dribblers do that. Him. The best dribblers... When we, <laughs> yes, I've done it three times. They're messy. That's how... <laughs> like, I'm not saying that that's who um, Frimpong is going to be like, but Messi dribbles based on the movement of the other player. He doesn't just knock the ball past. He he watches how the other person is moving and uses that to beat them. Um, Frimpong... I mean, Lennon talked to him about him after the game and said he's not seen a performance like that from a kid for a long, long time at Celtic. And... I'd, I would tend to agree. Man of the match again. Yeah, it's about three every, times is that or something. Every time now. he's played, he's been man of the match. Well, Johnny Hayes got his wee complimentary man of the match the other week. Yeah. But apart from Hayes, it probably could have been Frimpong. So feasibly, in every game he's played for Celtic, he could have been man <laughs> of the match. Every home game, at least. And yeah. even Aberdeen away, he was absolutely sensational that day. So the guy is. I've never seen somebody come in and just take to it as quickly as this for a guy so young it's unbelievable and I think Neil Lennon deserves a lot of credit for, for playing him because I think there's a lot of managers who would look at Frimpong and go he's not ready I'm, I'm not prepared to yeah. take that chance in a young player especially in a pressure season like this especially in a pressure season like this I, you know, I was and there's loads of cover for that there's plenty I, of more experienced players ahead of him a, you would think a manager who was more pragmatic would play Bauer every time if he yeah, yeah, was injured absolutely. he would yeah. say oh, I'm playing Bauer I'm playing Bauer I was watching Arsene Wenger was talking about playing these young players and he was saying that you know he needs to look at these young players and go you might cost me three or four games this season but yeah. you'll never be the player you can be if I don't, if I don't play you yeah it's a good and, point and that's that's the judgment that Neil Lennon's taking on Frimpong he's looking at this wee guy going so well he's done no wrong so far no, but he's like no. he will he will make a mistake Frimpong will make a mistake one time it just so happens because you're a young player, you're going to make these mistakes. Like he's, just, got, he's got so much in the bank with Celtic fans already, yeah. though, because everyone talks about him, how he's, and the word that comes up time and again is infectious. Yep. Um, and people just talk about how it just, his attitude and his enthusiasm and his, person, the yeah, face. his personality is just basically spreading throughout the squad. And it's the same with the fans. He's got so much in the bank where even if he was to make a mistake that gifted a goal, which will come that, that yeah, will come for him yeah. and come, yeah. he, he's not going to the fans are not going to turn on him for that he can get away with he's, he's definitely got enough in the bank to get away with one it's weird that we previously had a left back that you went to watch now we've got a right back that you <laughs> go to watch because it is when he's in the team you're genuinely excited because you know what you're going to get from him he's going to give you everything he's going to have that energy that enthusiasm it's just brilliant to see because maybe we've lacked it for a long time at right back but now we've got hundreds of them that's right and if you take anything away from this episode of the podcast it is that we think Frimpong is a cross between Dembele Pogba and Messi yes (laughs) and we're big we're big 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 Frimpong fans Um, Celtic going 1-0 at half time very comfortable. We were very, we were very, very comfortable, um, and that's when, more or less, that's when the, the change get made when Greg Taylor comes on for Johnny Hayes. Um, do you think Greg Taylor now that he's come on for Johnny Hayes? Do you think he's got to try and make that left spot his own? Yeah, well, he's got a free run at it for now because both of his competitors are are injured. Um, bowling goalie, I don't think we've got a return date on that yet. No, he's, he's still injured. Johnny Hayes is hopeful that he'll be back in a week, as I said earlier. 
but he's got it for now. And I love did, did Lennon say after the game something about well Taylor can come in and cover for Johnny Hayes while he's out. Is that what he said? Shut up, you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, good. Um, I think he's he's played perfectly fine. He's not really had a chance yet at all. I mean, I mean, he's been absolutely fine. He was unlucky not to score in this game where he had a deflection onto a post. You know, yeah, that, that could have been a great move as well because yeah. that's Christie on the other side and that switch of play over the other side. Forrest picks up and puts him through. Imagine he scored after a couple of minutes and yeah. Bowling Go. He, he's come closer than Bowling Go. He has in all the matches he's played already. <laughs> yeah. It was just a deflection that took it onto the post, but I think it probably would have went in otherwise. But some of his link up play with Forrest was brilliant. He was excellent when he came on tail. And again, it's it's great to have these options. Yeah, you know, absolutely. especially guys that are turning out for their international teams. Another one is. Uh, Tom Rogic, he featured for Australia in their match against Jordan, a 1-0 win. He's sort of been in and out of the Celtic side, you know, sort of lost his place a wee bit due to it. niggling injuries, form and a bit of formation. But I thought some of the touches and some of the play in this game were back to classic Tom Rogic. Yeah. The yeah. way he pings the ball about, it's... Sometimes it just didn't come off for him and see on another day it would have been a great performance but just some things didn't come off for him and he got a wee bit frustrated in the it's, good, it's good to see him trying it oh, it's, it's great to see him trying it I'm sure Lennon encourages it maybe yeah. under Rodgers he was maybe told to hold on to the ball more make sure of the pass but here he's trying to make these through balls and they don't always come off but just as the game went on he sort of faded out and you felt maybe it's about time yeah. for a change but that could be because he was away on the old international break and he had a big uh, a big journey to take but I did fine first half second half sort of faded out but on another day he could have had a goal he could have, he did have an assist so he, he was fine it's just another option for us as well yeah Scott Brown uh, as we were discussing earlier called Frimpong shooting's pathetic goal not, machine Scott <laughs> Brown yeah not like the marksman that Scott Brown is <laughs> I liked particularly how he made his shot here take that deflection <laughs> uh, and, and send it out at the back of the net well, you know what they say, these deflections even themselves out over a season, <laughs> because that was immediately after Taylor was unlucky with the deflection onto the post. Basically, less than a minute later, I think Scott Brown was using a deflection, deliberately using a deflection to, to score. So, as I say, it was a wee bit of karma there. And now we're entering the, the how come Scott Brown gets better the older he gets <laughs> section of this podcast, because... He's a he's Benjamin Button, isn't he? Yes, he was. A, he's great again. The battle with Dykes was brilliant. Dykes had a wee. It was a full scale shoulder barge on him, but and he's back. Yeah. And I said to Craig, I was at the game with, I was like, "Put your money on Scott Brown getting booked in this game." Didn't happen to the very last nah, minute, right. but he absolutely chopped Dykes. But I was great again. He loves that. He loves that battle. Aye. And when it, when you go up against him, very rarely does MD win. It's My favourite Bernie moment in this game, though, um, wasn't his goal, but it was when he was. Reminding the referee of the rules during the game because um, I saw people tweeting about this at the time as yeah, well. One of the the Livingston, I think it was Guthrie, Livingston defender, went down with a bloody nose and uh, was somehow receiving treatment on the pitch for it. <laughs> right. And Bro- Brown had to go up and say, you, you, "You need to go off the pitch for that." <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as if he's incapacitated. His nose is lightly bloody. He can just go up and walk off the pitch. Maybe it was a gusher. <laughs> 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 the thing about it is, see when, see when teams resort to this sort of thing that Lyndon Dykes resorted to with Scott Brown, that's that's meat and potatoes for Scott Brown. Yeah. And see if you're occupying yourself doing that and losing that battle, you're not doing your actual job. You know, if you're Lyndon Dykes' manager and you're watching your number nine persistently get involved in these battles with Celtic's deepest line midfielder, you're thinking, mate, you, nah, you, I, you, that's not the game plan you yeah. set out to do here. No, and his game was done after about 40 minutes when he was booked for about 12 foul or whatever. Right. And that, he's very ineffective after that. He could do nothing. It was just a role reversal. It was him that sort of lost the plot this time rather than Julian Araya. So, revenge is sweet, baby. It was It was pretty interesting that, you know, people I saw, you know, you're criticising the referee's performance. Andrew Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Standard, a standard uh, performance. A standard Andrew Dallas performance. The goals didn't stop there, obviously. Um, James Forrest, goal machine this season oh, as yeah. well. Um, Forrest has 24 goals and assists combined, combined right, okay. in 26 matches this season. The, the boy's having the season of his life. He's just got that new just get that new contract. He's, he's going to be a very, very important player for us this season, isn't he? Yeah, he always is now. Um, I think Lennon said that after the game as well, um, or in a, a subsequent interview, that he has, he's has he been great for three seasons now. It's not just now, he's been brilliant under Brendan Rodgers and, and he's continued that form. Barely takes a game off now, James Forrest, and it, it's, 
Whichever position as well, Neil Lennon has hinted that he, he believes he can play number 10 as well. I, I don't know mm. about that, I, but I'm happy. He's I'm kind happy of played false it. nine, didn't yeah, he, under Brendan on time? He has yeah. done. He's played more central in the past. I've never really been fully convinced of it. I think it takes away of quite a lot of what James Forrest is if you put him yeah. in there. And I don't know if he's necessarily as creatively able to link up as, as well as the likes of Rogic or Cham. But I, I, the way he's playing just now, I'd be happy to see it. Just a word on James Forrest. I saw him out and about yesterday. That's right? more than a word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him going into the a Marks and Spencer and I thought, oh, new contract, is it, James? <laughs> You're on that Percy Pig money now, is it? <laughs> but no, I, I saw him and I just thought, do you know what? It feels really weird because you see footballers out and about, whether it's in petrol stations or whatever, but I've never seen James Forrest and I just thought, I don't know anything about James Forrest. You don't know about his life? No, nothing about him at all. Is that why you can get his book, mate? Yeah, I'll Oh, of course you can. (laughs) I'm going to need to. That was a perfect plug for Celtic's (laughs) book about James Forrest. But I thought, do you know what? He's doing it absolutely right. I know nothing about James Forrest and he's been at Celtic for about 11 years now. Hold hold on on a wee minute. This is James Forrest who got. Did he not expose (laughs) himself? That's actually true. I was I was going to say he's he's no nonsense, no social media or anything like that. He, no. he keeps himself to himself. Yeah. No, yes, it's either that he's either like keeping himself in the straight and narrow, or he's an out and out weirdo behind the scenes. Uh, the, Who knows? Always but, the quiet ones. Yeah, always the quiet human ones. Human centipede or whatever. Like, <laughs> but the fact is, I don't know, and good for him. Do you know, what? I don't know much about him, and I hope he enjoyed his Marks and Spencer's food. <laughs> there has been one thing that's. Always been said about James Forrest throughout his Celtic career, and it's you should see him in training. You know, players yeah, have yeah, always came away saying you should see what James Forrest like in training. He's absolutely brilliant in training. You know, he's one of the best players at the club. And for a long, for the longest time, we've kind of looked at him, going, "Is he really?" Hmm. And it seems to me now that this season, last season, but particularly this season, he's he's really hitting that 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 peak peak form. You know, and almost indispensable. To no, his... I completely. Yeah, I would be really worried if you lose a player like James Forrest because he's he's so important now. He's like the biggest cliche now in the book. He has hit that absolute top form as soon as he hits twenty eight. That's what everyone says. Yeah. You know, that's a peak years for a footballer. Twenty eight. Just wait till he gets to then, and he's by the book. The footballer, yeah. moderately inconsistent, I, I suppose, has been kind about it in his younger career, but now he's the absolute model pro. Because people have always said, Melly, like you know, he's been linked to Premier League clubs. He was linked to Tottenham a couple of years ago, and you know, being kind, you, you would look at James Forrest of a couple of years ago and go, I don't think you could really cut it in the in the Premier League, and maybe the same for Cal McGregor. But now those two are bona fide English Premier League players. They could get, they could out with the top four they could probably get a game in any of those teams yeah they probably could and it just shows what a good job the club have done in getting them sealed down in new contracts the two of them turn up every week and it's seven and above out of ten yeah. pretty much every game Forrest assist has always been his thing but he's adding so many goals to his game the finish here when it sort of Frimpong goes through it hits the keeper and he's just waiting for it to come down and there was no doubt really when he, he was going to put it away it was just 3-0 game done get the subs made and bring Griffiths on and Forrest again he, he ripped them apart time and time again some good through balls as well uh, Frimpong just smashed it right off the keeper's dial and <laughs> Forrest follows up yeah are Celtic the most successful homegrown team since um, the class of 92 yeah, because that obviously that, let, let's recap so my, that, that class of 92 you know Alex Ferguson sold the likes of Ince and all that and they you know, you got heavily criticised for it, but obviously yeah. that's because he knew that the likes of Beckham, Scholes, the Nevilles, Nicky Butt were coming through the youth and they, they revitalised the team. You're looking at the Celtic team, you know, you can include Ayer in it because he joined us at, you know, a very, very yeah, young 16 age. Yeah, or something, yeah, 17. But if you want to be kind, you've got McGregor, Forrest, you could possibly include Roderick because he wasn't a really a professional footballer when he joined us. So you're looking at that core of players that Celtic have really brought through. Just sold Tierney in the summer. Just sold yeah. Tierney in the summer and, and you're thinking... I'm trying to think of a team that have got you know brought you through youth players and that have uh, one stayed at the stayed first team players for so long and two achieved so much even down south you know like yeah. Southampton and that they do it but they sell on. Well, Arsenal always on. had a really good reputation Arsenal, for yeah, it, Wenger, but, but the fact was with Arsenal they used to buy a lot of them. They they would yeah. buy them in very very young and then build them up a bit yeah. and then sell them on again. So in terms of producing players, you, you may have a good point there. I, I I would have to look into it a bit, but I think Celtic hold it hold their own with up against anyone to be honest yeah I think there's 19 players that have came through the sort of St Ninian's path and played in the Champions League group stages and that's exactly what we're after so the Celtic's class of 
because that's class of let's just say 2002 right okay as, some as branding a, as a, opportunities here then yeah, yeah. As, a, as opposed to nine, n- 1992 <laughs> um, Lee Griffiths um, made yeah. his return to the Celtic first team against his old club Livingston I forgot he played for Livingston actually um, I had to look that up someone said that in commentary when I was watching it back I, was like, I can't remember that at all I always associated him with Dundee yes when he came through remember because of that, that blog the blog yeah the real <laughs> Lee Griffiths blog that was absolutely brilliant um, Lee Griffiths came back it's good to see him get some minutes on the pitch. We yeah. do need we do need striking options. This is a guy Boy. we really need to. This is a guy we really need to recapture his, his shooting boots, don't we? Yeah, it's it's now three months he's been out for, and Lennon suggested it was due to soft tissue damage, a thigh strain. Long time to be out for that for three months, but he is back now, and it's absolutely great to see him. I'm cautious now because uh, we've been here before this season. He has made his big comeback, and then had. Some setback or other, I'm not sure what, I'm not going to speculate on it, uh, we can only go on the injuries. Lennon said himself, what he needs to do is to work harder, he needs to work even more, he needs to keep on top of his conditioning, he needs to keep on top of his fitness and make himself a, yeah. a must pick here. And that's, the path for him, for Lee Griffiths is clear, that's what he needs to do. So I'm cautious with it, I'm not going to go, this is the return of Griffiths because he's He's been, he's been through the ringer and yes, it's difficult it has, to get yeah. completely clear of these things yeah but but it's just it's good to see him back because oh boy do we need like, striking backups and who better than Lee Griffiths because he's a he's a tremendous player on his day it was a bit of worry at the game as soon as that third goal went in Edward said over to Lennon that's me done he wasn't moving very freely on his right leg and that's the last thing we need so <laughs> the best thing to do free nil up is take him off and bring on Griffiths got a great reception nearly got a goal it was a sort of deflection that takes it over but yeah. as long as he's, he doesn't worry about getting a goal he just lets no, it no. happen because you know what he can get like he can get snap at shots and all that but yeah he, he puts he gives himself a hard time for not scoring yeah. I think he needs I think he thinks he needs to score to be contributing when that's not really the case you can Odson Edwards can play really well and not score goals it, it's, that's not that is Lee Griffith's obvious strength, of course, but there are other ways he can help out the team. He very nearly scored. I felt bad for him when it was Frimpong put across. Oh, it was just it, a, such an awkward high. It was. <laughs> it was in two minds and it came to him at waist height. What he would have been better doing, obviously, this is with the benefit of hindsight from my sofa watching it back. But remember, uh, Scott Brown scored with his thigh a, couple, a few weeks ago was oh, yeah. against Hibs. He just sort of knocked over the line. He probably would have been better just bundling that over the line. But it's, it's such an awkward height. It was it was a shame. Just a thing with the tadger. <laughs> <laughs> just the thing on Lee Griffiths here. It was so funny. It was like you see him giving a shot to the wee guy. Did you not see this no, after no, the game? So there, there's some pictures doing the rounds on Twitter. I'll, we'll retweet them for those who don't know. So after the game, Lee Griffiths walks over the crowd, right? And there's a wee boy, and he's with his dad. And next to him is, a, I think, a woman. And then on her shoulders, or on his, maybe it's a dad, on his shoulders is another wee boy. Right. And Lee Griffiths gives a shot to the wee boy who's about seven, and the wee boy's like that face buzzing. The wee boy's <laughs> looking up to the sky, not like he cannot believe his luck. Just avert your attention of him and look at the wee boy on the shoulders. Devastated. <laughs> this wee toddler looks as if he's on the verge of tears. A life tears. lesson. Yeah. <laughs> but fair play to Griffiths. He went on his Instagram and was like, can someone help me find this yeah. other wee boy? Because what you need to find is hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Obviously, Edward goes off there and yeah, well, we can only hope that he's, he's fit and God, just need to do the, the, the rest. But just a wee shout for him as well because he is just scoring constantly now and even as recently as last season, when Odson Edward came into the team, obviously Moussa Dembele was still... When he came into the club, rather, Moussa Dembele was still here. And we always fancied him as a sort of secondary striker. There was, even until fairly recently, there was talk about him. Why don't we put him on to the left so yeah. we can get Griffiths to complete nonsense now? <laughs> but, but the consistency that Odson Edward has added to his game, whether that's um, whether that's him or whether it's just the natural progress, he's getting older now and he's, got, he's obviously going to get better the more he plays... But the consistency he's added is absolutely unbelievable. Last season, Wiley was brilliant as well. Sometimes, I remember uh, recording stuff about it at the time, he would sometimes go five, seven, even eight games without scoring. That doesn't happen now. It's five, eight minutes he's, he's, he's going His there. maximum is three this season, and that includes Lazio away. And that, so he's, he's scoring all the time. He's scoring season. all the time for Celtic. He's scoring all the time for France. Yeah, okay. Um, Pack that in you. We need. <laughs> we really need to put a lid on this. He has scored eleven goals in six games for the French under twenty ones. What? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Here's his stats for France. Right, odds and Edward under seventeen. 12 games, 15 goals. Under 18, 9 games, 4 goals. Under 19, 13 games, 5 goals. And under 21, 11 goals in 6 games. 40 games 
and 35 goals. <laughs> that boy is on the verge. Oh. It's the Euros in the summer, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who's going to? I mean, I know it's France we're talking about here. And probably, you know, they still picking the likes of Giroud and all that. But I mean, he must be making people sit up and, and leapfrog and Musa straight away. It's you know what? It's not. It's not with the question. No. I know Musa's doing it at a good level, but you know, when you're back, when you get a player that's banging those in for the under twenty ones, it's really scores in the Europa League final as well. You're going to have to take notice, <laughs> that, aren't you? And obviously, domestically, he's looking at. But, 13 games, 10 goals in 13 games. Um, and what's turning out to be a really tight league, you know. Yeah, you know, we, that's league goals here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're winning games, they're winning games. You need, a guy like Odson Edward could be the difference to get us right yeah, across yeah. the line here. Obviously, we've got many difference makers in the team. We've yeah. talked about one quite a lot tonight, and it's James Forrest, but Odson Edward is, is definitely, he's a, a match winner. The jewel in the crown. Yeah. Aye. Not the Queen's crown. <laughs> no. Another crown. Someone else's crown. Hey, Livingston couldn't deal with Celtic's press all day. We just harried them, pressed them, won the ball off them. They're so bad. They were so bad. They just didn't yeah. want to play football. They just wanted to get the ball. The, the players looked like the people that don't let it be me that makes the mistake so yeah. I'll just shank it away as quickly as possible Christy robs him slides it through to Forrest and just when you see James Forrest a few years ago maybe he dilly dallies on that he doesn't quite get it but he just gives the keeper the eyes and just puts it in the near post he's just matured into a great finisher as well as a great player and 4-0 is a fair reflection on the game because first half 1-0 were probably better as you said Stephen but didn't really get that killer yeah. chance but to be putting teams away like this in the second half is vital and I know people keep saying about goal difference and hopefully it doesn't come down to goal difference but we're doing everything we can we're yeah. going for the throat of teams we're not letting up we're making subs and they are making a difference it just sort of faded in the last 10 minutes but to get that fourth goal was the icing on the cake yeah absolutely and um, he he gave he dummied me with that goal as well because obviously from that position you think right we'll just bend it round, yep. round the keeper into that far post the one we're all fond of but uh, just, I just rolled it in to that space that he opened up with the, the eyes good work from Christy in that there as you said just pressing just harrying people Nice wee bit of work, quick feet to get it away from himself and fed Forrest in and from there you absolutely no doubt about it. Um, so an- another fine performance from Christie as well. Yep. A final thing on the Livingston game is that I would like to nod towards the centre-halves as well because obviously they were a big problem in, in the previous game caused by Lyndon Dyke, so let's give him his credit, give him his due, but uh, the centre-halves did not have a good day that day. Um Ayer did well in the air he won all of his aerial duels against London Dykes but they were much better in this game they were very there were the times in that game where they were the only two players inside Celtic's half they were so far forward at times in the first half Julian was playing almost in like a Scott Brown role he was sitting and just mopping things up making interceptions and playing the ball on so I thought it was a much more assured performance from from them which was to be expected to be honest I I fully expected them to redeem themselves but that's exactly what they did Good to see Scott Brown get the old booting in the last couple of seconds on yeah, Lyndon as well. I, I quite like that as well because, as you said, Scott Brown left a wee bit on him and then Lyndon Dykes did the, did the hold me back, hold me back. He strolled for about 20 yards, it seemed like, to go and talk to Scott Brown about it and then didn't really say anything. Yep. Scott Brown burst out laughing and that way he does. And then and that was it. That was the end of it. The handshake after the match as well. Yeah, good. We handshake and a push for <laughs> A good week for Scott Brown though. Obviously yep. he had his, his night... Um, the the armadillo was it in Glasgow? So. Yeah, yeah. They had a wee show for for a Bruni and topped it off with a a goal and a top performance. Uh, I saw Peter Martin was hosting that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was that good, funny, and yeah. <laughs> me and you do this at Margaret's Hospice. Melly and he's he's hosted a couple of. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> did you hear the joke about Gary O'Connor? Yes, I <laughs> <laughs> just seek it out, folks. Yeah. Yes, look that one up. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so that was Livingston. Um, two weeks off, right back to business as if it, nothing ever happened. Rolled yeah. right over Livingston. Lennon said that actually. He said they had, coming off the international break, they have concerns over momentum, but those were nowhere to be seen. They just seemed to pick up exactly where they left off. Uh, so that's the last six games in the Premier League Celtic have won them an aggregate score of 18 0. That, that's quite good, as far <laughs> as I'm aware. Again, I'm no statistician, but that is fairly impressive. Pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty good. Next up in the Premier League, we have. 
Ross County. Oh, ding well, I feel uh, like we played them last week. Miserable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we, we host Hamilton and next after that, obviously, there's a League Cup final against the Huns. Yeah. Um, Rangers conspired to beat Hamilton in their game just to keep it neck and neck. Yeah. If, or, well, we're top of the table, but everyone else calls it neck and <laughs> neck. Well, everyone else claims it's joint top. Rangers Aye. are joint top. No such thing. No, no such thing. No. You can't be joint top of a table. So they beat Hamilton 3 1. Um, I was looking at their stats, you know, I, I like to look at this closely because I think obviously the league is quite close at the moment. Yeah. They've got Feyenoord coming up um, away from home, which uh, doesn't really interest me. Let them do that. They play Hearts. Now, by the time Hearts comes around, Hearts could be managerless mm. or they could have Stephen Robinson in the dugout. Yeah. Oh, is uh, that back on? Yeah, it's back on apparently, but, you know, the likelihood of them taking charge for that game is slim to none. Then they play Aberdeen um, and their next league game after that is Motherwell. Now, Stephen Robinson also might not be in the dugout for that game either. So they could end up playing two managerless teams in the next couple of <laughs> games. <laughs> if, it, if it pans out that way, time-wise. Of course. Uh, of course. Of course yeah. they do. Um, Celtic have got better things to worry about, though. Not Rangers. Wren. Yeah. Um, Europa League. We're already through. Send out the reserves. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, it's been put to Lennon about uh, making wholesale changes for the game. Doesn't want to hear anything no about it. Has, no not inter- in that man's no, DNA. No interest in it whatsoever. Um Lennon will happily admit that he wants to make changes in certain games if they're not absolutely pressing games. That that that's fine. He's got no problem admitting that in advance, but doesn't want to hear it at all for the end game because he is fully focused on not only topping the group but coming away with a hundred percent home record in Europe. And why and why not? That's that's definitely a feather in the cap or a gold star in his feather, as Alex, <laughs> as Alex Ray would put it. Um, yeah, yeah. So no concerns about the the motivation going into this. I think it's full steam ahead, full team out, and uh, go for it. Rennes form in the French league, league, as I believe it's called. They've won two out of <laughs> the last five games. Are currently sitting twelfth, mainly. Yeah, the push they get beat off Dijon at the weekend. They were one 0 up, and then went Lovely of mustard fame. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Uh, get beat two one. So I predicted them maybe the best team in this group, and they've yeah. really not done it at all. They're pretty poor, but they have got good players. They will come here and try. I don't know if they're going to change their team, but see if we could finish top of this group. If we win in Cluj, don't win. I think we we finish top means we avoid the teams dropping down from the Champions League. I think it also means we get the home game second in that draw, so that would be a wee bonus as well. And as Lennon said, you want to keep up this momentum. You want to win yeah. all your home games and you want to go forget through in the group unbeaten as well would be an absolute bonus because we've never done that either before. No. No, like you say, Millie, we could finish top. We've never done that before. That would obviously rely on Cluj losing to Lazio. Yeah. Must be going for a record points total as well because our most points would be, what, 10? Yeah, yeah. So if we could win this one, that would be take us on to 12. Well, the form has been very poor since playing against Celtic. Originally, obviously, they drew 1-1 over there and they've played 11 games since then and only won the two. I think in October, they lost four in a row, including to Cluj and Lazio, of course. So they're, they're not in good form at all. Um, I mean, when we played them at first, we were talking about how they were high-flying. Oh, yeah. There are going to be no mugs. Were they not about second or third or something at yep. the time? Obviously, very early on in the season. But no, it's been a bit of a free-fall since we then. We broke them. We yeah, broke them. <laughs> well, that's it. We did the same to Man City yeah. back in the day as well. I'm confident about this. Uh, obviously, we, we're listening to Lennon talk about it. The, the focus is clear. That's the, They're going for the win. Obviously, that's, that's music to our ears. But I, I realise that I've been confident going into home games in Europe before. When it all seems to be going Celtic's way and when you're fairly confident to get a result, that's when you usually get the wee, the wee wake-up call. The wee, yeah, the rel- yes, yes. The, those are exactly the two examples I was going to use there. You do sometimes get the the home reality check in Europe. However, this just feels different. I, I, I've spoken before on previous podcasts about how this Celtic team feels different. I've never been confident in Europe, really, apart from those wee anomalies where you get a wee bit ahead of yourself and you do get the reality check. But I just feel like this, right now, it's not going to continue forever, but in this form, in this this mood around the club, you go and beat anyone at home. And I've not felt like that for a long, long time with Celtic. I mean, we've done it to Rennes before, Melly. 2011 Europa League, beating them 3-1 at Celtic Park. That's yeah, right. I think Stokesy got his first European goals that night, didn't he? He certainly did. Um, as it stands, Celtic have won five of 17 UEFA matches against the French uh, at home. 
four wins and four losses. So, mm. you know, if you're looking at the stats, if you're looking at the history, you could take your pick. If you uh, know your history. If you, you know say. your history. Yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident of this one. Wren looked to me like a bit of a busted flush. Um, although, what promise did I make myself on this podcast with respect <laughs> yeah. to Europe? Yeah, you don't take anybody lightly. And it. and it seems to be yeah. working for me. I'm yeah. not taking anybody lightly. I just, I've, 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 as you say, I've got a bit of confidence about this game. Celtic have got a bit of confidence and a... Ren have got nothing to play for, don't they? Not? I mean, they're, they're based, no. they are out. So. Pride. Uh, yeah, and if, and if there's one thing the French don't have, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Self-respect, is <isn't> it? <laughs> um, a few questions, mainly about the lineup. Yeah, there could be. I think maybe the only changes we'll possibly make are the two fullbacks. Yeah, well, obviously they're both forced. Frimpong yeah. is not available. Is that, uh, how much? How gutted are you about that as well? Now, what, uh, that was... Poor foresight from Celtic, not including them in the squad. Obviously, Frimpong is is just not not eligible. Uh, so it's got to be Bauer in that regard, um, and it's got to be Taylor on the left. Will it will be the same two centre halves, of course. So the back four is pretty predictable. Obviously, still no Ilyanusi, which is a big miss. I imagine it's going to be much the same because before settling on the idea that they would play Forrest on the left and Christie on the right, we threw around the ideas of. Foolishly talking about Sinclair coming yeah. back in. <laughs> Mikey Johnson, I don't think, is ready yet either. He's just come back for after a long, a fairly long-term injury. I don't expect him to see him play either. So I reckon it will be much the same. With Maybe the only question mark being, do you put in Chaman instead of Rogic? Rogic is never really impressed on the European stage for Celtic, but that doesn't mean he can't do it. So th- those are the questions for me. I'm not really sure yet. If Lee Griffiths features in this game, it will be his 50th uh, appearance for Celtic in Europe. Oh, yeah. Leaving him just eight shy of Henrik Larsson. Oh, really? It's a pretty good record for Lee. He's yeah. carved out a decent career at the club. To get in at that 50 club, I'm sure that's something he'll have his eye on. Huh? Um, you think we'll see a bit of Griffiths? In? I think Edward will start, barring any injury. I think he should be fine. It didn't look in major. I think you want to start Edward, try and get the game won like we've been doing recently and then maybe introduce Griffiths towards the end I don't know if he'd be able to manage much more than 60 minutes if that so you'd prefer to bring him on and blend him in that way but at least we've got options now Yeah, we, it's looking a bit better it's looking as if something were to happen to either one of them we have got options which well, that's all we can really ask for isn't it yeah I just hope I hope Hudson Edward is fit obviously fully fit after his slight niggle on Saturday as much as I have a lot of faith in Lee Griffiths what I would say about it is that if Lee Griffiths was to play and El Yunusi doesn't play, well, you can debate the, the options there. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Forrest. What it is, it's a, it's a very different team. I'm not saying it, it, it drops off hugely in terms of quality because Griffiths is a very good player and Forrest is a very good left winger. But it's very different. El Yunusi and Edward, this season anyway, make a lot of things happen. Yeah. They stitch a lot of things together and you're not going to necessarily get that from a change of personnel. Lee Griffiths is good at very many things in football, but he's not the greatest at bringing other people into play. He's he's more about a lovely first touch and, and a great finisher yeah. as well. I, I'm not concerned about it. What I, I just mean it's it's a different team. It's a different approach, and it, we'll see. But I just hope um, odds on Edward is fit. Celtic will have some of the rail seating section closed. Oh. Um, this time due to pyrotechnics, UEFA have um, put sanctions on Celtic for the use of pyrotechnics. Safe pyro exists as far as I understand it. Can we just have it in the stadium? And what I want to know is you watch these games like Warsaw or you know any other European country and the whole the whole stand looks as if it's ablaze with pyrotechnics. Germany and all that sort of Celtic have one guy with a flare (laughs) and we're getting and we're closing the stadium down. I mean I'm not saying just because they do something wrong, we should be allowed to do something wrong. But there must be a solution to this because pyrotechnics look brilliant. Now that being said I can understand why they might annoy some people. Yeah, are, yeah. Are they really? I mean, I'm not speaking with the Green Brigade, but is anyone in that Green Brigade section really going? Going to stick that pyro? It's doing my nothing. <laughs> I, I no. don't. I don't think so. I think where the where the controversy arises just among the fans is that a lot of people are just upset that it hurts the club in some way, and they would rather just see everything done by the book. Let's stop getting into trouble. Just stop it, and that's fine. That's a valid point of view as well. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I know it's a it's a thorny issue. That's what it is. It's thorny. I'm sure UEFA have done their homework on flares, and I'm sure they are dangerous because you know they're very hot and they cause panic and they cause and all that sorts of stuff. But th- there needs to be a solution. There needs to be a solution. Yeah. I, I remember reading last year 
that there was safe pyro was available and the police were open to having the discussion, but it seems to have died down a wee bit. So if there is a middle ground here, you need to try and find it. I think just persistently doing it, persistently getting punished for it, and then other fans, as you say, Stephen, sort of taking up the thorny yeah. issue of the Green Brigade ruin, blah, blah, blah. I don't really buy into that personally. It's just... It, I, what I'm saying is, let's find a solution. I know. And Celtic are going to, unfortunately, they're going to have to eat some shit for the next couple of days as well because the timing of this is extremely poor. Oh, it's, yes. As we record this, this dropped a couple of hours ago mm. and there are three days till the game. It, it probably throws things a lot of, it's Aye. going to be a lot of confusion and a lot of hassle out there for people um, trying to source alternative tickets if you're just simply no going to the game anymore so it's it's unfortunate it's it, it's a bad political look for Celtic because it's their decision is this hasn't been imposed upon them by UEFA yeah so oh, when you say it's bad political look for Celtic you don't mean the fans you mean the board yeah yeah, that, yeah. that's what I mean yeah and on that almost literal bombshell <laughs> yeah. uh, I suppose we could move to any other business and I have some I want Do you? You, yeah yeah I just want you to brace yourself it's a sad sad day um, Abuye Kwasi, who was he's not dead. No, he's he's not dead. <laughs> uh, Still find him. Uh, who was who was uh, hailed as brilliant by Brendan Rodgers? Yep, new Scott Brown, Scott of course. Brown. Yep, yep. Well, so knows? I'm assuming that's still going to plan. He's still the new Scott Brown. Of course, we've talked about him tonight. Scott Brown. He's like, still doing I'm very sure well. There are plenty of Scott Browns, and he will be a new one, just not the new Scott Brown that plays for Celtic <laughs> okay. because he's asked his agent to get him move in January. Shut that door. I Imagine for- my shock. Four point four million doing the pan. <laughs> I think 4. he's four. Was it that much? I think it was four point something. But he's well, almost uh, exactly the same price as Scott Brown as well. Go. Back in the day, he's he's fit as far as I can understand. That he's fit. He just he's he's just getting paid not to play football <laughs> yeah. at the moment. So I think it's no a shame. For, it's a shame for the guy because he looked good in some games. He, he came through against Zenit. He played yeah, that game. Very good. He? Yeah, very uh, good in that game. And played. Then Played with a, a massive injury against Hearts. He tried to push himself through that game, um, and really, that's it. That's, yeah. that's all she wrote for Kouassi's career. He had one one great assist for Lee Griffiths as well at Celtic Park. I remember played well against Hearts in a home game at Celtic yeah. Park with Dembele and Edward up front with Winston three 0 I think. It was and that's it. That's the Abu Kouassi yeah. documentary. I'm afraid that that's it over. It's it's just it's a shame. It's just one of these ones. He's he's going to come. He's not going to play a lot of football. And he's going to go and um, we can, I kind of had high hopes for him and all that. But yeah. it's just it's just not worked out. No, not at all. And he's he's not even playing. He's barely played for reserves or anything. No. He's never played in any development squad recently, as far as I'm aware. Nah, so it's it's a write off. I'm afraid. Um, just one. Just you need know, take it on the chin and move on from he, a very he, he, he was a Rogers signer, wasn't he? Yeah, yes. he was. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Thanks for that. Maybe he'll move to Leicester. Nearly three years ago as well. I know. So that's what he's contributed in three years. I know he was injured as well, but next to nothing <sighs> in the, out of the guy. Um, but farewell, good night, sweet Prince Kowasi. Shall we end on a little fun quiz? <sighs> we do the. We, <laughs> We do these on occasion, um, just, to, just to round off, when it's light on content. Yes, I, it's one basically game. what happens is, I cheat or Melee wins, <laughs> so I've yeah. closed my laptop here. Okay, what we're going to do is, that lineup we mentioned it earlier, Celtic 3, Ren 1 from okay. 2011. Oh. So, sometimes we do it straight, shoot out, sudden death, this time we're going to do the bidding system, so I will oh. toss a coin, Melly, you call it. Tails, obviously. It's heads, I'm afraid, so... Oh. So, Jamie, do you want to go first or would you like Melly to bid? So, what happens here is these guys will try and name as many players from that lineup as they possibly can. They will bid, and the other person has a chance to outbid them or make the other one play. Right, I'm going to go for five. You can name five from that lineup. I will accept subs who came off the bench. Okay. Uh, Melly, any advance on five? Name them. Name okay. them. Okay, right. Fraser Foster. Correct. Wanyama. Correct. Stokes. Yes. Hooper. No, I don't he came off the bench. Oh. oh, just sneaked in there. He came off the bench. Yes, correct. Samaras is correct. Oh, is that five? Yep, nailed it. He has done it. Oh. Swept aside. Oh. Listen to this, right? Foster. Look at this back four. Adam Matthews. Okay, right. Ambrose. Nope. Daniel mm. Mistorovic. <laughs> Glenn Lovins and Chadu oh, Ree. No. Glenn Lovins went off at half time for Marcus Fraser. Midfield of James Forrest, Victor Wanyama, Biram Kyle. Pat McCourt and Sam Arasen Stokes up front. You could have had Chris Commons as well, who also came off the bench. On Also on the bench, unused subs, Joseph Chalmers, Lucas Zaluska, Paul George and Callum McGregor. Was that oh. was that uh, Joseph Chalmers? Was he the youngest of our Celtic player at one point? Was that him? I think that Joe Chalmers might have been. I don't know. Maybe I'm making yeah. it up. I, 
And on that, we shall end. <laughs> Great stuff, guys. Yes, uh, good. Uh, that's all petered out there, doesn't it? Um, I just want to say thank you to you guys who support us on Patreon. We didn't talk about it much, but we have a Patreon service with extra content. Yep, stuff want. coming up this week. The, of course, the officially the most popular thing we do is the Friday phone in, and that'll be with you this week. You can find all this and more on patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. Thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.